On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. I'm Rodrigo Rodriguez. With you, Vinny Venezuela's in the house as well. G'day Vinny. Good evening Rodrigo, great to be here. Yes, good to see you and Warren. You're looking, you're looking absolutely up and about tonight. How are you going? Yes, I'm going very well. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. I'm yeah, welcome good. to you too, because I'm conscious of the fact that you welcome everybody, but we don't do the same back to you. Well, I kind of welcome myself. And Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you very much there, Rodrigo. I have a voice. You do have a voice. I have a voice. very mellifluous. I know I don't really uh, get a chance to say what I think on this show ever. In the 21 years, I'm, <laughs> I'm really stymied with, uh, with you guys just talking over the top of me all the time. But last week... It was, uh, I did some of my best radio <laughs> during half show, but I couldn't back up again. Last week you were referred to by one of Vinny's mates as the guy who talks a lot. Yes. <laughs> Last week we actually did some of our best radio, Carlos, because yeah, right. you weren't here. <laughs> hey, thanks to Mark Fine, as always, on a great show tonight, and also the GBU crew who uh, did a fantastic show with number 33. Don't forget, Finey's on tomorrow night after the footy for Finey's final siren from 10.30. Who's playing tomorrow Yeah, night? blockbuster game. Sydney Swans are playing Geelong at the SCG. And I was actually fortunate enough to be at the SCG earlier on in the season. And it's a great place to watch the footy. And I'm sure finally I'll have lots to say, which Absolutely. is unusual for him. And of course, just uh, just in keeping with the fact that we're an all-sports station, State of Origin tonight, New South oh, Wales oh. defeated Queensland 12-8 at Suncorp Stadium to you know throw this uh, series into all sorts of turmoil, Warren. It's the best sport. It's the best. <laughs> oh, okay. No, better than, I will honestly say this and don't, I will. Don't say it. No, I will. It's don't the best domestic it. sporting event in Australia every year. Oh, tops it. the Melbourne Cup, oh, tops yeah. the AFL Grand Final. Can I put an end to this? Can I put an everything? end to this gushing over another sport of <laughs> he-men running around and belting each other? Yep. It, it, you know, it's it's a game for thugs. I was asked a question and I answered it. Yeah, well, well okay. Say, Let, let's get on to the real game. All right, the real game is yep. the... Uh, is our, boys. our boys. Our boys. They're on their way. They're yep. in the air. They're in the air, Carlos. They're, they're on the flying mattress right as you speak. That's right. They're on the way to Chile, actually. It's, it's 24 hours of oh, massage they're getting. Yes. Have, they got the, have they opened the plane up? No seats, just massage it, it tables? It is just massage tables and, uh, and massage oil. And uh, what, Olga? Uh, Olga? You know, uh, Simon Tahiti the whole way. I'm seeing photos of Socceroos in the cockpit. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's, there's been tweets of Socceroos in the cockpit. I thought that... The cockpit was meant to be a fortress, and and our boys, mm. you know. Vinny, which of the Socceroos, and you'll know the answer to this, which of the Socceroos will be asking the captain if they can start flying it? Oh, super can tim. I have a go? Can I have a go? Who would super tim, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's on the bucket list. The hot topic tonight, uh, Vinny Venezuela yes. on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, has to be all about the uh, Socceroos. It does it? have to be about the Socceroos, Rodrigo. And look, we saw the game uh, this week uh, against South Africa, and. Let's be honest, the, the, the odds have come out that uh, the Socceroos, well, we're, we're ranked 59 at, it, at, at the World Cup. Uh, Lynch has written an article saying we're perhaps the worst team that's going to be at the World Cup. Yes. Well, that right? was the headline. We had it? the bookmakers say we're 500 to 1. We've had the social media go crazy after the game and during the game on Monday saying we're hopeless. Yep. 
Vinny, how do you look at it? Stephen Bradbury's not even backing them. <laughs> that's what's upsetting me. And there's but, a man with hope. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the hot topic tonight is on the back, because that, the Diego's Cup is always half full. Absolutely. It's yes. half full. Because yes. we're going to the World Cup, yes. unlike others. Mm. So the Cup has to be half full. We're not going there to play, to play, you know, we're there for real. Yeah. So um, the it's the calf, Cup half full hotline and... Um, SMS, Absolutely. text, and, and the, the question is, on the back of the game, where is the hope for the Socceroos? I don't want negativity. No. I, don't want you to, I don't want you to tell me we've got to plug the defence yeah. or, or we, we can't, what we can't do. We want you to tell us where the hope is, where you think uh, we can shine, where we... Where, where we th- can shock the world. Where as, we can shock the world. As Brish said in the paper today, yes. in, in the media, he's going over to shock the world. Yep. Now, let's hope he does that on the field and not off the field. That's right. But shock the world. So where's the hope? Because we're going to shock the world. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Socceroos, where's the hope? Yeah, well, you know what? For me, width, speed, <laughs> all we just need is a bit of precision. Right. I reckon the hope for me, and I'm circumventing the, the SMSs perhaps, lecky and awe. And width and a barrage with of pace. Gay abandon. Is it a barrage of pace? Oh, we should play Pagan's Paddock. <laughs> Everyone up the field, over the top. There he goes and with the and AFL Orr. analogy yeah, again. Well, maybe, but that's for me. Tommy Orr, he's improved substantially since we even saw him score that goal against Japan during the. Yeah, but he, but he actually played quite well in that first half against Ecuador too, if you remember. There's. And I'll tell Lynchy during the show, I know we'll be listening, I'll tell Lynchy <laughs> yeah. who Australia would beat if we got the opportunity to play him in the World Cup. Mm. There There's go. heaps of teams. Yeah, my, my major worry, if I can just uh, come in, because I, I like to be positive. You can come in. Carlos, you can speak. Now. Yes. <laughs> I need to ask permission because you guys never usually let me speak. But uh, my major worry is not the fact that we're not good enough, not the fact that we're young and inexperienced, not the fact that Ange is a rookie coach at this level. It's more the fact that I don't think we've got enough games to refine what we're trying to do. The US have got three games, would you believe, before their first game. Uh, England, I believe, are playing Peru this Friday. We'll speak to Mike McGrath a bit later on, but Peru this Friday and got a couple of more games before their first game. We've got... Okay, we've had South Africa, and maybe that counts for one, I'm not sure. We've got Croatia, which will be... I think that's a real measure for us about where we're at. But then we've got that club team, the pub team. Uh, Victoria, the, gay, the Brazilian gay abandoned yeah, team. Yeah, the pub team. So I'm not sure that's enough. I, I would have liked two more games to tell you the truth. And even if the boys are going to the first game against Chile a bit tired, <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather play two more games so we can get the the structures right. I, I worry about injury more than anything else, Carlos, because the soccer mm. gods are being a little bit uh, cruel to us, and everyone's dropping. It's true. It's true. And the other thing too. We uh, our tackling the other night was a little bit, a little bit mistimed, uh, Carlos. A little bit over aggressive, and gee, the referees are going to have fun with us. See, oh, they're yeah. going to they're going to be all croupiers yes. at, the, at the casino, <laughs> the, you know, uh, throwing yeah. out those red cards, yeah. uh, and they can't wait because, of course, it's all about the referees yeah. at the World Cup. They've no, got the world, <laughs> you know, the world watching them. They cannot wait to take out those cards, especially to a, a meaningless Australian player yep. who has got no voice in the world of football. Is it is it is it shop window refereeing, Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> is. is there a referee who wants to sort of make it to Premier League? That that's you know, absolutely, absolutely. It's all about them. They've all got the greased hair, yep. the brew cream. 
They've all had the haircuts beforehand. They've all got the. They're almost looking as good as the players they've these days. They've taken deportment lessons. Yeah, absolutely, you know, they've got the, the, the straight good. back, especially yeah. the Brazilian are, ones. Are they are they represented by their brother? <laughs> you know, is there a man called Dimitri sort of calling the shot, trying to get them into into the Premier League or, or you know? We need we need Pierre Luigi. What's his name back? No, Kalina. Kalina. Yeah, we do, and. What that guy, the uh, the South African guy who was at PSV Eindhoven, who was at the Eindhoven equivalent in South Africa. I mean, in South Africa before he went over, the the guy who didn't like being fouled by us in that game. He was the only South African player that was any good. Actually, uh, uh, Serraro. Sor- uh, you know, yep. he's from Ajax. Ajax. Oh, Ajax. He was the Serraro. I think he was at the... Cape Town Ajax, Sarah, and yeah. then he went to Ajax. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good player he's over a good there. Player. I actually saw him play against uh, Jason Davidson's team when I was over there a couple of weeks ago, and good player, played well. Diesel George wants to know any chance of Peter Hoare is travelling with the team as a secret <laughs> weapon to run on the field. He's, not in, the, the he's not in the cockpit. What, what do you reckon the Brazilian security would do to Peter Hoare? Oh. <laughs> you know, if he jumped the fence and jumped on there. See, in Australia, we're a bit soft like yeah. that. We just drag them off and, okay, if they're going to, you know, uh, manhandle, they'll manhandle, you know, in, in, in the cell. Uh, in the remand, right? Allegedly, Where, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, but in Brazil, they'll just do the business on the on the field while uh, everyone's watching, and they'll get a standing ovation too for doing it. Yeah, um, Merv's got a, a little bit of a, a bit of a violent theme. Merv from Berwick, shock the world, Taser Pele. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Taser Pele. Sure want to do that to the great man? Hey, the Socceroos, of course, drew one all with South Africa in their uh, farewell match at. Uh, what was that paddock uh, where they yeah. play? ANZ Jeez. Stadium, of course. Um, and it was uh, the first 25 minutes, I've got to say. I had a smile on my face. Yeah, it was I good. Thought, I thought it was very, very good. I'm just going to say this in all seriousness. Frank Lowy's done a fantastic, I don't know, he's cryogenically frozen himself. I think he's 105. And you know the one thing that Frank <laughs> needs to do to actually mark his, put his stamp on the game? He's done everything else. He needs to donate some land. So that we can have a rectangular field that's unmarked by the football codes of rugby league mm. and rugby union. Every season, we have great pitches throughout our summer season until we get to about March and the pitches get absolutely torn up. And if any, the Cyprus-Japan game, which was on um, Fox the night after the, um, and was, it was on television, they played on a carpet. They were poor, Japan, but they have a rectangular field where you can actually play football. We've got to get to that point because the grounds are an absolute disgrace. And, you know, they're a disgrace when we qualify for the Asian Cup. They're a disgrace when we qualify for the World Cup. Something's got to be done. And whether it be kicking Parramatta... Don't, don't play it there anymore. I think, I think the problem we've got, though, Rodders, is that, uh, and Warren, is that the FFA, uh, they dish out these games to the highest bidder. Ridiculous. No, they yes, they do. They, they do. They, they, they dish it's out. It's going to be played in Sydney all the time. Cars. No, no, no. If Melbourne came up, stumped up the cash, and wanted the games, yep. they would have. They would have got it. In the end, uh, we've had the I think New Zealand and the Greece game in Melbourne because be we came up with the most money. We obviously didn't want this enough, uh, but until the FFA are so cashed up where they can say, "Nah, uh, I don't care that you're you're offering more money. We're not going to play on that pitch." Until you get that pitch right and treat our sport with respect, yeah. we're going to play it somewhere else. Look, I'm just thinking the board of at Westfield saying, look, we've got this piece of land here. Football stadium, 
Westfield Shopping Centre. <laughs> How do you think they're going to go with Warren? Well, they should go for football yeah. stadiums. Hang on, with overseas, overseas they actually have a football stadium exactly. and they have the shopping centre right. as part of the that, stadium. Why do. not? It's Why a very not? good idea. The, so West, the Westfield Dome. The Westfield Dome. It's like got it. to happen. And I mean, it's got to happen soon because it's an absolute disgrace. All right, let's, let's talk about the game, of course. And uh, as I said, the first 25 minutes we were talking about, okay, you know, we can see what Ange is trying to do, what the boys are trying to do. But then it... You know, the the media after the game and um, on Twitter, obviously in the social media, were fairly scathing of the lacklustre performance of the game. We're, we're the glass is half full yes. today. And the hot topic, of course, is where's the hope for the Socceroos on 0433981116. Send us your text message. We'd love to hear from you. Are we being too harsh by saying... We're going to get smashed. Absolutely. By the way, you know, on the if, field that is. Yeah, you know, I'm, t- I'm you know, <laughs> well, this I'm whole not. thing about being class half full, but we've got it with we've got some substance around it too. Um, the team had been doing double sessions for ten days. Yeah. Many of the players, especially the A League players, haven't played in a long time. Um, the you know, on the day of the game or on the eve of the game, Bresciano had to pull out. Uh, Spiranovic had to pull out and Yedinak had to pull out. Oh, Yedinak was never going to play, but but he was missing too. So or, already a depleted squad that doesn't have the Reese Williams or the Robbie Cruz and, and you know, a few other players. Uh, and only played together, well, that team n- had not played together. Mm. On a on a patch on a on a on a paddock p- on a paddock. Carlos, uh, the names on the back of the strips weren't for the fans. It was for the each player. Ab- absolutely, so. I, I just think there was enough circumstance. And by the way. Did we play well against New Zealand last time around? No, in the farewell game. Did we play well against Greece? I know we beat no. them one 0 John Aloisi Luke. said that they didn't play well that game at all. Since when do we play well and shame champagne football in a farewell game? We we just don't. And, and and if we did, I think the the false expectation that would be around that would be troubling for us too. So I I fully expected what happened on Monday. I still felt we were the better side anyway. Uh, and that's with all the other issues around it. Um, the big question I ask is that the fact that we were pressing on South Africa, I think they got one shot on target and we were doing most of the attack. That's not going to happen over in uh, in Brazil. We're going to be playing against Chile, who's going to have the ball all the time. Holland's going to have the ball all the time. And Spain are going to have the ball all the time, which means that we won't be pressing him in their own half. And if we do, it'll be suicide. So I'm just waiting to see what Ange does. Parking the bus... It would not be a, an option for Ange. I think the bus will be parked in the middle of the ground and it'll be a war in that middle of the ground. That's where the numbers will be. And uh, heaven, heaven help any opposition player that wants to run into that middle of the ground because I think it'll be just uh, – that's where – that's where no one will leave alive. Yeah, You've got to put the electric button. fence up and they yeah. know they're going to get a zap. And, I mean, I think, you know, Milligan – playing next to Yednak will solidify the middle of the park. We were very exposed. We turned the ball over in the middle of the park against against South Africa, and they went the other way, and we had about five players turning and chasing. That won't happen. You're right. We'll be facing the ball most of the time, looking to really close the space around the middle of the park, and then hopefully when we turn the ball over, we can actually play with some speed the other well, way. Well, it's a blinding pace. That's why I, I, I'm a real believer that Tim Cale, I mean, people talk about Josh Kennedy not starting. It's unlucky for Josh, but I think in these circumstances, you've got to have blistering pace up front, especially if you could cause a turnover in the middle of the park and just set one of the boys off. A Halloran, a Leckie, a Tommy Orr, these sort of players, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see us possessing the ball and building up to a forward position. It's more winning it 
and then sending someone off, and we're going to need pace. And I don't think Timmy can do that, and I don't think Josh Kennedy can do that. I was going to say, someone like a Taggart could be an outsider. Mm. He doesn't have mm. much experience. Apparently he's training the but, house down at the moment, Vinny. But, but uh, can finish, is audacious, and has got that sort of pace that uh, you're talking about. But you're quite right, Carlos. So you, we are dangerous on the flanks. And Timmy, I think you're going to have Timmy there. You're going to start with Timmy just for that, I'm that psychological... About, you know, I understand what, what Timmy needs to start for us. But the worst thing in the world is you have Timmy playing up front as a prong and being isolated because we're not getting the ball to him. Uh, and then when we do get it and knock it into space for him to run onto, he can't outrun a defender. And we don't, ex- we don't see Timmy as with explosive pace. It's only when we get it wide and get it in there and he can cause some real damage. I, can, I really think that Ange might not start with Timmy. And not because he's not good enough. It's just because of the type of game that we're going to need to play against these teams. But I don't see us playing with parking the bus on the edge of our box or playing you know, deliberately uh, and defending deliberately on the edge of our box. I think all the defending I'll try and do in the middle of the park. I want to score early against Chile. <laughs> I want to score. Timmy Kale has got to start <laughs> in that game early, yep. get one up, yep, and yep. then it'll, it's like... It'll be like to Brook all over again. <laughs> they'll, they'll. Yeah. I, I think, I think pace. I think there's a little bit of for me. I think it's it would be hard for the other three teams not to underestimate Australia as much as you, they're going to say we're going to take them seriously. I think the underestimation factor in the first game, Chile won't know. In as much as they can do some homework, they'll know very little about our players in terms of strength and stuff. I just think. Just go They're holes go. barred. What, what, what'll throw no them? Holes no holes barred. What'll throw them is they'll know Timmy Kale, right? So they'll be prepared. They'll train at set pieces, how to defend set pieces. Then Ange won't play him. <laughs> it will throw them completely. <laughs> yep. We'll play some midget up front <laughs> who can't hit the ball. He'll put Timmy in goals. Confuse <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, them. I just think, confuse the hell out of the Chileans. Yeah, we, we were thrown in the first game in South Africa, weren't we? Just about everyone in oh. the United States. Yeah. <laughs> no, the problem is we threw ourselves. Yeah, uh, I, I, Germany remember, didn't throw us. I don't think I... Don't think I we travelled 24 hours to get there without sleep and without food, I think. Mm. We went into some godforsaken part of South Africa. I think it was almost some sort of safari that we had to go on. <laughs> we got to the ground. We sat four there. Hours four, game four hours before the game. There's no entertainment beforehand. Except but we had Shakira. Yeah, no, that's on the big video screen. Anyway, um, we're sitting there and suddenly we start cheering because they're warming up. The teams are warming up. And, of course, the way the teams warm up is that you usually get the 10 yeah. players who are starting. They warm up together. Then you get the guys who are upset on the bench warming up together. <laughs> yeah. And then you got the goalkeepers, right? And I remember looking at the 10 who were running around thinking, we have no forwards. <laughs> there's no forwards warming up. And I was getting angrier and angrier. Surely, there's, you know. And then I saw Josh Kennedy and about three forwards warming up with the reserves and not happy. They were all sort of just not doing anything. And uh, I decided to text back to Melbourne and ask, you know, a friend of mine what uh, SBS are saying about the team selection. And that's when I got the message that they were going off their rocker because yeah. that we had no forwards yeah, in that there first should be game. A, there should be a collective of captains that's right. running uh, the show. Exactly right. Yeah, that's, yes. uh, that's what you anyway. miss when you're over there, but I'm glad we're over there. Anyway, um, what about some positives? Obviously, Tommy Orr, I thought, uh, and you know, we were talking about it before, Tommy Orr had what was probably his most complete game for the Socceroos, you've got to say. Um, some, of our, some of our crosses let us down again. Is that, is that a big issue for us? I've got a question. Go. Because what makes elite players elite in terms of, you know, the difference between 
you know, A-League and European competition. Because it seems to me that one of the things that I would love to give Tommy Orr and Matthew Leckie a present, which is the ability to have an, an elite crossing game. Now, Carlos, we were talking about this before the game. What's the thing about crosses? And why can't we produce a player? I, I have a theory. I have a theory. The difference between the A-League... People ask me, what's the difference between the A-League? Because they all train... They're all professional. They all train as much as what they do overseas. And, you know, they've got all the latest techniques these days with internet, with uh, players coming back from overseas and coaching here and so forth. We are not lacking at all in the science of football here and the amount of training we do. But what is the difference between A-League and, say, European leagues? For me, there's two things. Firstly, the ability to be able to cross the ball into areas that trouble defenders, number one. The number of times... Australian players, when when I watch them play in the A-League and uh, when I watch them play the other night, can't get across beyond the first defender. It's so frustrating. And it would be very frustrating for Timmy Cale. And the second thing also is, I think the difference between our league, uh, players in our league and players who are playing at a higher league, is the amount of unforced turnovers. Yeah, that's uh, right. You get forced turnovers overseas, you know, uh, but unforced turnovers are at a minimum. We get more in the A-League because of, I don't know, who knows, uh, the lack of quality or whatever it may be. And I don't think there's a lack of quality, but it's not as big as the quality overseas. So I think they're the two things. And uh, look, I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping, I mean, Jason Davidson was a bit of a, bit of a um, rainmaker. He's crossed, but uh, Timmy Cale still put that yeah, away. Yeah. Jason Davidson's going to get forward a fair bit and he does do a fair bit of crossing. He can improve in that area, by the way. Mm. Uh, look, you know, there is a story that Ange doesn't like a lot of crosses because often we're outnumbered in the box when people get it wide and he'd prefer to hang on to it and wait for another opportunity. Yep. Um, he has got a reputation at Brisbane that he didn't want to cross the ball. So, uh, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. a work in progress, definitely. Look, uh, in terms of the hope, I thought Leckie had a great game and I, I loved his pace and I thought Ivan Franich also uh, killed it with his pace and um, I was worried when he was hobbling mm. because I, I really do... I think he makes... Well, he says he's all right, yeah. but we'll have to wait and see. Before we go to a break, let's, uh, let's go to the line, uh, the phone lines here, and let's have uh, Spiro have the final say from Springvale on the farewell game. Welcome to the show, Spiro. Yeah, Tins, good evening. Love of the show, as always. Um, serious uh, analysis of the game that we're watching down there in downtown Springvale. My, <laughs> um, now, I'm being serious. Yeah. My um, synopsis of the whole scenario is... I think the boys or Barassi will start off with a, with a lineup of a four-four-two, and I think he'll push Wheatbix back into a midfield. And I think with a four-four-two, because I think the damage gets done in the midfield. So if we can strengthen the midfield, because that defence is young. Who, who are the two prongs, Spiro? Well, I think he'll go up front with a Kennedy, and um, the other boy that um, what was his name again? Um, uh, Troisi. No, Troisi. Jeez. Yeah. Where have you got uh, Lecky playing? He might just have him back in the old number eight. Jeez. Or, out, or in the Doug Leash, out on the right, at number seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, guys, let me just say one thing. The game is controlled in the midfield. The defence, 
Might be young, but I tell you what, a couple of those Bafana Bafana boys just walk right past them. <laughs> and I will say one thing, boys, I'll leave it with this. Okay. Mr. Frank Lowy, if you're listening, go and buy that stadium off Fitzpatrick. He owns 51%. <laughs> Convert it into a world football stadium for football, because yep. that was disgusting. Especially when the ball came right down to that bottom right-hand corner, you can tell that cows had walked on that paddock. Yeah. That was disgusting. He is Spiro. listening, by the way, Spiro. Yeah, yeah, the Road Scholars listening. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And um, Frank, go and buy the stadium, rename it Westfield Arena, yeah. reconfigurate it a bit, 80,000, purpose built it for the great game. And I tell you what, mate, it's in the heartland of uh, soccer in this country. And I tell you what, even us guys from Melbourne will all be going up there because that'll be the base for Australia. Absolutely, cool. Spirit. And by the way, the message to Frank, you can't take it with you, mate. Spend it all. Right. Spend it all before you <laughs> Thanks go. Thanks for right. your call, Spiro. Well, now, Spiro, that was a synopsis of, of a scenario. Of the, <laughs> which, <laughs> is, which is far Spiro, more than... Spiro's synopsis of the scenario. That's a segment. <laughs> Let's yes. talk more about this because yes. uh, we've got plenty to plenty Ooh. to get through tonight. Let's take a break now. We'll come back with uh, Mike McGrath as well. We'll talk some stuff about that, what's going on in the UK. This is the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home. Of sport. On 11.16 SEM, the Four Diegos. Welcome back to the Four Diegos here on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. The hot topic tonight, Socceroos, where's the hope? Send us your text messages. We'll read those out a little bit later on on 0433 Before we go to Mike Warren... What yeah, I like just to wanted say? to redeem myself. I think there was actually more people at the A-League Grand Final than were at the actual State of Origin game tonight. Yeah, so there you go. You've it's even not said clearly... it's better than the 175 years of the Melbourne uh, Cup or whatever it was. Oh, it's better than the Melbourne Cup because that's just carnival. a whole lot of... Anyway... Let's, uh, let's move on because uh, that's a bone of contention that we don't want to go on in the show. We'll do it after. I was redeeming myself. They got more people oh. to the A-League Grand Final than they got to the first state of the Origin The hundreds of tonight. people, angry hooligans out the front of SEN waiting for us after yes. the show, will not forgive you. You have to take one for the team, Carlos. Mm. It's time to go to uh, the UK and catch up with our page four guy from the Sun, Mike McGrath. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you. Rodrigo here. You've got Vinny Venezuela, Warren Diego, and Carlos Alberto Diego. Now, uh, but Mike, can I just uh, jump in very, very quickly? You're doing nothing now that football's over. Is that right? <laughs> you're well, just, just I mean, running you can, around you and... Say that we had a... <laughs> porking it, up. Been, um, it, it's still been quite a busy time. Obviously, we had the playoffs over the uh, bank holiday weekend over here. Um, and now the action's kind of slightly a bit quieter now, but we've got England really ramping up, and we've got um, England v Peru on Friday. So Big game, Mike. It's, um, it's quieter, but it's not too bad. Um, now, Mike, I suppose the first thing on the domestic level is uh, Pochettino signing with Tottenham. Daniel Levy, I mean, he's almost developing a playing card set of uh, managers that he's had in his time at Tottenham. He's given him a five-year deal too, which is fairly... Um, Fairly long, but good move for Tottenham? Um, I think so. I, um, I mean, the jury's still out on Pochettino, but he's really he's done a good job after kind of being vilified at, at Southampton for uh, pinching Nigel Atkins' job. He's really kind of won everybody round with, you know, fantastic pressing football uh, and getting the best out of young players which Southampton produced before he got there. Um, so it's down to him now to do the same with uh, the set of Spurs players and get really get the best out of that squad, which um, AVB and Tim Sherwood really didn't do. It's a better squad than than what um, what they managed to get out of it. 
but certainly, I think if you look outside the top four, um, and if you look outside Van Gaal and Martinez, on top of that, he's probably the best option that they had. So, yeah, I think it's a good appointment in that regard, considering that you're never going to get one of those top four ones and Van Gaal turn them down and um, Martinez is staying where he is. Mike, uh, do you think maybe the appointment had something to do with the potential package deal that could come from uh, Southampton too? Leilana, Luke Shaw, I know other clubs are in for these guys, but maybe Tottenham might be making a big push for these players, given that they obviously loved Pochettino. There's Lovren also, uh, Schneiderlin is another one. There's four of them who everyone wants at the moment at Southampton. And uh, one of the reasons I think, uh, uh, well, one of the reasons that Pochettino said that he he felt that he needed to go is there was no guarantees that Southampton were going to keep those players anyway. And there's definitely no chance of them keeping it, giving he's gone to Tottenham. Uh, what chance are they, they're all going to um, go along with him? To, to White Hart Lane? Well, I think that the reason that they're available is is the reason, is one of the reasons why Pochettino left. Um, you know, what we've heard over here is that there's been uh, messages from up above saying that they're not really that keen on investing heavily in this squad um, or even keeping some of their players. Um, so they are available, but I, I think there are better options for these players. Sure to United, even with Patrice Evra staying, I think looks like that's edging towards completion. Uh, and Lalana to Liverpool, where he's such a... He's a Liverpool fan. He and um, Rodgers, uh, um, it's believed that they're, they're going to work quite well together. But, um, you yeah, know, there, there will be even more players available. It's not just those four that you say. There's been Nathaniel Klein has had a decent season at right back, they've got a guy called Chambers there, Ward Prowse, all these players have been developed really well by Pochettino, um, and it looks like they're going to be available even if it's not to Spurs. Mike, uh, Vinny here. I just want to ask you about Wantaway birthday boy Yaya Toure. <laughs> His agent, Dimitri, yeah. apparently is you know, SMSing everybody about, uh, and PSG, I think, are a little bit interested. And um, I think Yaya has come out and said he'd love to play for PSG. It's not looking good, and he's a he'd be a big player to lose, wouldn't he? Oh, incredible, incredible talent. And I think it all kind of boils down to the fact that he doesn't particularly feel respected even you know, beyond uh, Man City. Um, he came out with some quotes recently saying, you know, if I, if, I, if I wasn't, basically he was saying, if I wasn't from Africa, I think I'd get more respect, um, which really was a hot topic. And, um, and obviously he's come out with this very aggressive tactic in the last week and it, you know, ramped up another... Um, a few miles per hour yesterday when he said he'd love to join PSG. City clearly aren't impressed. Um, He's a 31-year-old and he's had a fantastic season, but are they willing to increase his wages? I I doubt it. Um, So it looks like a really tough summer for City and Yaya. He was he was one of the best players last season, um, not not too far behind Suarez, in my opinion. Um, just a fantastic player. Um, you know, I don't know whether you know birthday birthday uh, card should be written in the contract. I know you guys at the Diego's wouldn't miss a birthday like that. There wouldn't be any uh, 
and he kind of uh, disgruntled Diego's there, but it seemed a little bit, um, a little bit odd from from this angle. Now, Mike, we pop the spumante whenever any of us uh, turn a you know, get a year older, but uh, it, it is ridiculous. So, Yaya Toure, the way he's behaving, I mean. This uh, lack of respect, I'm sure he's getting anywhere between two hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. Uh, you know, what more respect does he need? And it seems like his agent, from what I read, plays this game every year anyway. He agitates, uh, it says how unhappy he is, and then they sit down and they extend the contract. And and I think only last year they signed a four year contract. So, it, you know. What I, what they should be doing is, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm saying this publicly in front of Warren, so and he'll be able to use it against me at some stage down the track. But Brendan Rodgers, the way he dealt with Suarez last year, should be an example for everyone. When you get a player who's too big for their boots, like uh, Suarez was back then, and Yaya Toure, either put the hard word on them or let them go. Do not, do not uh, entertain. Uh, the sort of stuff that's going on at the moment. I think it's really disrespectful to the club, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, it just depends on how how important they feel it is. I think uh, Rogers was an exception to the rule. Normally, pay, player power wins. Maybe Suarez could be an exception to that. Um, but who knows? If, if Liverpool finished seventh, I, I doubt Suarez would be saying, oh, I really want to stay... Um, uh, at Anfield, like he has done, it, it has uh, it is because he's done so well with them. Um, I, I think um, it would take a real brave person to do that to somebody like Yaya Torre, who clearly is he is he makes them tick. Um, Man City, he was as uh, much of a Premier League winner as as anybody else in that squad because he played so well. Um, and even if he brought in somebody like Fabregas, would he bring the 20 goals that Yaya brought? I, I, I actually, I really doubt it. So it's um, it's how City want to play this, whether they want to play hard ball um, or whether they want to play to his tune. Mike, you talked about the playoffs on, on your bank holiday weekend. I'd have to say that uh, for drama, the Derby County QPR final in front of 87,000 people at Wembley, I think QPR had... Zero shots on target until Bobby Zamora popped up, who'd only scored three goals for the whole season. But it was really, it was really for me, a story of the managers. McLaren, who's never quite amounted to anything, and Harry Redknapp, who just seems to have the Midas touch. But it was a, it was a great game and a great advertisement for uh, playoff football. Yeah, I mean, I was there at Wembley on, on Saturday. You, you know, would you believe it? Um, the heavens opened, um, the rain came down on Steve McLaren's uh, first return to Wembley since he um, was the Wally with the Brolly <laughs> with uh, England. But, you know, he actually, his, his uh, team didn't play like Wally's. They were fantastic. They had um, a guy called George Thorne in central midfield who, who clearly played Premier League football, possibly when he returns on loan from uh, to West Brom. And Will Hughes, who's one of the bright young stars who you'll be hearing about in years to come, he'll, he'll probably play Champions League football sooner rather than later. Uh, and they, you know, it was a zero-one thrashing really. Derby were fantastic. Um, even Harry admitted it. They were playing for penalties. They were uh, they were a man down when Gary O'Neill got sent off. Um, and you know, that's you know, it's almost why we love football. Why things like this can happen. Bobby Zamora has a swing with his um, 
left foot and catches it superbly and um, it's a it's a goal worth 130 million pounds <laughs> to the winners so um yeah it, it was a really really uh, dramatic afternoon that's amazing stuff. Hey, Mike, we've got uh, spies all over the world, and uh, particularly here in Melbourne. Hando the Red says that Luke Shaw was spotted near Carrington looking for a house with his family. Hopefully it's done by the weekend. He has family near Carrington, or he has family near Carrington. That's Hando the Red. Uh, is there any news on that? Well, I mean, I don't think they, these guys have got too much time off um, from England, Juice. They had the weekend off. If he's been spotted, um, you know... He's been spotted. I, I don't, to be honest, if I'm honest, uh, the, the guys don't really live near Carrington. They live in other places around the, around the, in and around Manchester. So you know, I'm this show sure. goes to Carrington, Mike. <laughs> this is Carrington's number yeah, one football I wouldn't, show. Yeah, I wouldn't get carried away with that one. But I just think um, th- these are great, though, these stories. And they get once the transfer window opens, it, oh, it's not even open yet. And uh, these stories come out, and it you know it keeps us in a job, and we're we're looking for that that sure one to be um, completed to United, um, but who knows? Like you say, there, there might be others uh, others in the running. Now, Mike, uh, the Diego's our hot topic today is where's the hope for the Socceroos? And one of the things I like about the World Cup is um, England always seem to provide lots of comedy relief, no matter what happens, <laughs> whether it's in goals or just at the hotel. And uh, and if it's Rooney playing away from home when he's away from home <laughs> at the hotel at a World Cup. So there's lots to talk about, but you, you've had some hotel blues, I believe. Uh, the, the, the Palmer ham, I think the, the food's off. There, there are no condoms in the hotel too, I, I read. <laughs> should we be worried? Or should we look forward to I more the worry, drama? The worrying bit was the prawns. <laughs> you don't want to get the prawns. The prawns were uh, over six, week, six weeks old, apparently. Um, so I think they've got to get that, that sorted. You don't want uh, the guys um, you know, going down with uh, stomach bugs in Brazil. Uh, and, and these uh, luckily we don't have Peter Crouch anymore because um, that was always a, always a good story over here on how Peter Crouch is going to fit into the beds uh, <laughs> that right at the tournaments. Things like that um, are always always good value uh, as we approach the big big tournament. Mate, as we approach the big tournament, Mike, we're getting excited. We're going in uh, how long? About ten, twelve days time. So, hey, thanks for your time tonight, and uh, we'll probably talk to you over the next couple of weeks. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun. Always good to talk to Mike. Hey, we'll come back with more of the Diego's in your text messages on the hot topic. The Socceroos, where's the hope? 0433981116. You're listening to The Four Diego's in Carrington on 1116 <laughs> SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, The Four Diego's. Yes, on for another eight minutes or so. All Night Appetite on after the Diego's at midnight. Don't forget to stick around for that. Plenty of stuff going on right throughout the uh, morning from 12 till 6 with the boys. Hey, uh, the hot topic tonight, uh, Socceroos, where's the hope? And uh, we've got some good text messages here. Theo Theo in Hampton, we're going to need obscene speed to compete. Yep. Absolutely. Um, there, there will be hope if we And we have, f- by the way, have speed with yes, we Halloran. Have we have Leckie. We obscene have Tommy speed. Orr. Obscene, yeah. Well, you know, I think if Lecky ever believes himself, and he will eventually, he's only a young guy, uh, if Lecky starts believing himself, he'll be one of the fastest guys in world football. That's how quick he is. Yeah, actually, he'll be so fast, Carlos, that when they have the 
100 metre sprint at half time in the <laughs> final of the World <laughs> yeah. Cup and Leckie plays, Leckie yeah. represents yeah. Australia, he'll win that. Yeah. He won't be busy. Yeah. He will win that comfortably. Mm. Mm. He's, he's already got a spot in that. He has. Um, there will be hope, Brad in Bendigo says, if we can fast track the citizenship for Bale, Ibrahimovic and Tevez. <laughs> yeah, so Brad, our first wrong attitude. It's oh, hope no. with lace with a bit of no. pessimism. It's good to see somebody that used to listen to you on radio ring for ring from Bendigo yeah, there, uh, Rodrigo. Central Victoria's music leader. Rodrigo, <laughs> you've got to take that 25 minutes that we played champagne, pressing, mm. uh, marauding football, yeah. and, and understand that in, in 14 days, mm. you multiply that. And we're covered on we're carpet. So you, you multiply it by three and a half. Yes, about three and a half. Yep, and we'll get ninety minutes worth yep. on a pitch too. Absolutely, and it'll be our very own. We don't need Messi, Ibrahimovic, and these sort of <laughs> playboy, pretty boy, Lasuks. It'll be it'll be Australian brand, Australian made. It'll yeah. be Orr, Halloran, yeah. Davidson, Lecky. Yeah, Lecky. it'll roll off the tongue. Strapping young men there, Warren. Mm. Um, we should just be proud to attend the World Cup. Treat it as a massive honour. It's good to be ambitious. However, we're also going through a rebuilding phase. We can expect two, three goal losses each game at oh. best. I'd still be proud if they give their all. That's AB. Good in sentiment. I like that too. Yeah. No, 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 I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, Not the two to three yeah. losses. It's a but... massive honour for us to go, the Diego's to go to the World Cup because we're going on the tour, right? Yes. It's, it's an honour for us, for the Socceroos are there to get something out of this game. Uh, it's it's unrestrained to think we're just going to go there and make up the numbers. I won't accept two and three goal losses uh, because even if they play really well and we lose two and three, there's, it's not. It's for me. It's a it's a bad taste in my mouth. And I think we will score. People that, that's saying that we're not going to score three zip, two yeah. zip, four zip. We will score. Yep. We may even score first. <laughs> yes. No, we will score first no, against I, I, no, Chile. No, I prefer not to score first because I don't, want to, I don't want to get the opposition angry. <laughs> right? And by the way, I don't want us to go 2-0 up either. That's a dangerous <laughs> lead. No, we should park the bus at 1-0. That is a dangerous lead, 2-0. Let's make a pack now. If we're up 2-0 in any game, we just go. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, drop the mic uh, oh, yeah. and jump off the yeah. stage because that's as good as it's Yeah, absolutely. No, 2-0 <laughs> is a dangerous lead. If the Socceroos can somehow outlast and outrun their opposition, then maybe the skill difference could be minimised. It's Theo again. Absolutely, Theo. Tap into those no, Aussie qualities start. that don't rely on a, a refined touch. With areas like uh, Josh, Jesus Kennedy and Tim Kale, we're ripe for some long balls direct Tony Pulis strategy there, Warren. <laughs> no, <laughs> look, I don't think that'll happen. Although Josh Kennedy has grown his Jesus-like haircuts and what more appropriate place is there than to grow that haircut when you're going to Brazil? I think. Do you think um, Kennedy will make the final twenty-three? Yes, yeah. I, I do. Who's sure. gonna? Who's gonna? I know this is off topic a bit, but <laughs> For there's a change. Don't talk no, about the rugby league. There's, <laughs> there's four. or your radio career in Bendigo. Uh, <laughs> there's four players that are going to drop out. Rolling through forty-five minutes of Seven, non-stop music. 24, 25, 26, 27. I think Taggart's got to be one, even though he's training the house down the kid. Yes. And I'd love to see him there. But I think Halloran's probably got the nod over him with Leckie, uh, yep. Kennedy, and also One of the Tim goalkeepers Kale. goes. Yeah, Br- Birrigidi will Birrigidi go. That's goes. two. There's two. How There's many two we got to get rid of? Two, two more. more. Two more. Jeez. Uh, who, who's in midfield there that, we, that didn't well, get a run? It's someone who didn't get a run. Somebody that didn't... Well, there was a couple of guys who didn't get yeah. a run. Well, do you think... 
There won't be any big names, Carlos. You're not going to say that there's no, going to no, be Wilkshire a surprise will be there. No, with, with Wilkshire Frenich, will be there. With Frenich's problems, Wilkshire will still be there. Yeah. Look, I know we're talking about the World Cup and all, but, but just chat now. I'm going to go Bailey off topic. Bailey Wright. I'm going to go off topic I'm, a I'm bit. hearing he's actually impressing a few people in the camp. I heard you. Yeah. No, that's good. Keep yeah. going. But um, what about the Matildas? I, I want to oh, yes. just quickly talk about the Matildas there, Carlos. They they made the World Cup. They finished in the Asian Cup final against Japan. They lost. Um, what a fantastic effort uh, by, by the girls. I watched the games yep. with my wife so and even watched the final live. Mm-hmm. I actually think the Matildas can make... What are you going to say? I reckon they can make a semi-final of the World Cup. Which, oh, you mean the Women's World Cup? Yeah, yeah. I, okay, think, good. They, I think... Good. <laughs> I, think, I think the Matildas... He has said some really no, no, ridiculous things. No, no. The Matildas, yeah. they're on an upward spiral. The, the young, they're on the an young upward spiral. Chickadees, the young chickadees who really, really probably had the better of the game against the world champions. Yes. And, probably uh, should have won both and games. I know, I know it's been a bit of a hoodoo for the Japanese girls because they haven't won the Asian Cup and they won the World Cup before they won the Asian Cup. Uh but really, the girls did have to stand up because they, there was talk of player power getting rid of the previous mm. coach, the Hesterine de Roos. <laughs> uh, so I think they had to come out and play their best football. So, look. I put I Hesterine this morning because my. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we've been very disappointing in Women's World Cups so far on because I mean, everyone gets behind the girls and stuff like that. But I, I, I get disappointed with the girls. So I'm really hoping that they actually do improve and play good football over there. Fantastic stuff by the Matils. And Vinny Venezuela was a European uh, Champions League uh, final between Real Madrid and Atletico oh, Madrid. Yes, jeez. Uh, we, we, um, uh, well, we'll we've got a minute to talk about that. The Cinderella story that <laughs> yeah. uh, just went pear-shaped. 4-1. <laughs> Can you believe Gee, that it was 4-1? To, to be winning up until yes, you know that, that last couple of minutes, last minute and then extra time and there she blows. Yeah. Bad luck to Atletico Madrid. I still salute you. You've had a season and a half. Absolutely. And Diego Simeone, what a legend. Mm. Calf's blood. It's a poison chalice, really. <laughs> it just didn't actually work. But it, I'm happy for Ancelotti. I like Ancelotti. He's a nice guy of world football, and I'm glad he got the win. What about uh, the coach just at the end there? He was yeah. a, uh, a bit crazy. Touchline ban, was that, was that disrespectful from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo for the way he celebrated right at the end, showing off if you're his that good, I think, six pack. No, if you if you're that good, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I long yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I will be doing that. Oh. Best, he's best player in the world. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm surprised he didn't take his short off, short off in his. <laughs> and Gareth, I will be doing that too uh, on Copacabana yeah, Beach. Absolutely, and Gareth Bale, what a what a great season he's had at Real Madrid. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, fantastic uh, tonight, boys. We've got a couple of weeks to go before the World Cup. We can't wait. Don't forget, after the Diego's, it's all night appetite uh, from 12 till 6 with Darren Parkin. And Howard Lee is in the chair from 12 till 2. That's it for this week's show. Remember, Carlos. Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll be there. there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba too are. We'll We'll be there. there. Wherever the girls with thrill on the head and balls of their feet. We'll We'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll We'll be there. there. We are the Four Diego's. We'll be there.